Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your host, as always. And sitting next to me, figuratively, not in reality, my good buddy, Mysterious Mike. Hey, everybody. So, Mike, are you ready to get to the choppa? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to get to the choppa. See, I knew you would like that one. Yeah, that doesn't really have anything to do with the movie that we're about to talk about. But ah, it, ah, ah, it's in the movie we're about to talk about. Or did you not catch that? They said that? I don't think I caught it. Oh my it. god! How did you miss that? Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to stop. We'll talk about it when you're done. Giving us the rundown on today's film that we are going to talk about and review, which is the brand new 2018 The Predator. Yes. Yes. So The Predator was directed by Shane Black. It was written by Shane Black and Fred uh, Decker. It's starring Boyd Holbrook, uh, Trevante Rhodes, Jacob Trimbley, Keenan Michael Key, Olivia Munn, Sterling Brown, Thomas Jane, and Jake Busey. And the movie's after a predator kills his entire platoon, a soldier sends evidence of the alien home as proof of what really happened to his men. But after a genetically enhanced predator arrives on Earth in search of what was stolen, the soldiers team up with a unit of loony soldiers and a geneticist in a race to save his son that he is unknowingly made into the predator's next target. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So I will try not to spoil it since we are nowhere near that part of the podcast. But Mike, in the scene... During the Predator, I'm not sure if they're trying to escape the uh, military compound or whatever, but one of the characters looks over and there's a whole line of motorcycles and he yells out, get to the choppas. Oh, okay. I, you're right, but I didn't associate it because it wasn't a helicopter. I guess I'm an idiot. <laughs> you're not an idiot. You just didn't catch it. Because there was lots and lots and lots of lines and callbacks to specifically the original Predator film, which actually has Shane Black in it, as we talked about when we reviewed that in our Legacy cast. I don't know what episode that was, but I know we did it. I'd have to look it up. But uh, yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um so, so Matt, uh, what did what did you think of this movie? It's a hot freaking mess. Yeah, it is all over the place. It's it was more of a comedy than it was a action flick, scary thriller like the original Predator and Predator Two. For those of you who uh, haven't been paying attention to the many controversies surrounding this most recent film, this one falls specifically. After Predator 2, well, not directly after, but in line after Predator 2, 
All the other Predator films, the one with uh, Adrian Brody called Predators, where they go to a Predator planet and they're being hunted, and all the Alien versus Predators and things don't exist in the universe that this film exists in. I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds good. But uh, yeah, this this movie is all over the place. Um, I don't know. I know they had to do some severe reshooting because they did some test screenings, and I guess it went bad. And uh, yeah, it shows. The movie is all over the place. I don't know how to explain it better than that. It just... It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. There's fun parts. There's parts that flow. Like, even you were pointing out in the IMDb description that just the description was wrong. The uh, one that you didn't read. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally wrong. There's just... It's just a mess. This movie was just a mess. Yeah. Um... I, I guess I tend to agree with one of one of my coworkers. Uh, today we were talking about it, and he was severely disappointed as well. Oh yeah, and he, the, and the hype I, was so huge for this. And uh, what he said, he's all, I liked all the predator scenes. I hated all the characters. Uh, okay. I don't know. Hate's a strong word. There was a few that I did enjoy. I, I don't know if I would use the words like, but they were better than others. Yeah, um, it, it it was it it was like Matt Matt I, you're not gonna like this but they pulled the Star Wars it's too much comedy. Oh, are you referring to the Last Jedi? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I hate the Last Jedi. You know that. That movie was garbage. I still own it, but it was garbage. But I agree with you. That's one thing. That's exactly what I was pointing out. Is that if you remember the original Predator. For those of you who are listening, I looked it up. That is episode number 21. We talked about it on June 14th, 2018. The original Predator film from 1987. Ah, yeah. This is good. That was a good one. That was fun. Yeah, I looked it up. Sorry. But anyways, in that film, it's basically a platoon of badasses. Like everyone is just over the top superhero-esque, badass action hero, like, from start to finish, every single one of them. You know, Jesse the Body Venture, I mean, Shane Black's character isn't. He was a little bitch, but that's why he died first. But if you remember in the original Predator, within 15, 20 minutes of the entire platoon learning of the Predator, they are scared shitless of this thing. And these are some of the baddest mamajamas on the planet. At no time during this new Predator movie did I feel that any character was afraid of the Predators. Not once. Maybe, okay, I take that back. Maybe once. There's, no, the, one, there's the, one scene with Olivia Munn trying to escape a lab where she genuinely seems afraid. But other than that, no. Well, the one guy seemed as scared. Uh, the... The guy whose character is Nettles, uh, Augusto Agri... Oh, shoot. Ag- Aguilera? I screwed that up. But um, he seemed like he was scared, the, the end of days guy. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, uh, he was kind of there. All the loony people were all kind of scared of 
everything in a way. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It was, I could see like when I was looking, thinking about the characters, they were just so odd. Just about every character in the movie is odd. The best character is probably um, the kid, um, uh, Roy M- uh, McKenna. Yeah, uh, Rory. Is the char- yeah, Rory McKenna is the the character. Yeah, uh, Jacob played by Jacob Tremblay. Uh, I I thought the kid did really well, but like, yeah, he's <sighs> a good actor, but I'm not sure if. One of the things that I was reading is about, I don't know anyone that has Asperger's or is supposed to have Asperger's, but Shane Black directed him, you know, like he can't handle loud sounds, but then when the aliens are around and they're blowing shit up and there's loud sounds everywhere, he's not freaking out. It's strange. Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't think about that. Totally true. Yeah, it's just kind of all over the place again. Yeah, the I didn't um the main character guy, the 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 Quinn McKenna, uh played by uh Boyd Holbrook. I don't I didn't really believe him, man. He just didn't seem like a a special forces badass guy. He doesn't come off as one, he comes off more as a sniper, but even then he Especially towards the end, he's supposed to be this badass and he talks this big game and everything, but still, he's just, it's not quite there. Yeah, I think I, I, I like the uh, the Nebraska Williams character. I thought he was the badass. He seemed cooler. <laughs> he, dude, and he is a phenomenal actor. As much as I hated Moonlight, I mean, okay, hate's a strong word. I didn't hate Moonlight. I just don't think it warranted winning best film, but that's me. Um, Trevante Rhodes is an incredible actor, and he did a phenomenal job on this, and he for sure came off as the crazy, badass, cool guy that tried to kill himself and screwed up. Yeah, no, he was he was really good. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I even thought, like, uh, you know... Uh, Keegan uh, Michael K Key was a little over the top, like for him, and I, like I like him, like he's awesome. I just thought he was a weird character in this. Well, uh. and I don't know if that was just all the co-stars, co-actors, co-characters, whatever that were part of that loony squad that our main protagonist hooks up with. And it's weird how they go from not knowing each other, he gets thrown on this bus, to being like extremely tight, close knit buddies in like a period of twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, and, and not, then and then and not figuratively twenty minutes, like literally twenty minutes of time has passed between he gets thrown on the bus and like they start running across the predator. Yeah, yeah, and then them uh, even willing to uh, believe his story and everything. Like, oh, okay, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, right, exactly. It just, it was a mess, dude. There's nothing else, to, there's no other way to really describe it. It was a mess. It was a fun mess, but it was still a mess. Yeah, uh, but the Predator scenes were cool. The Predator tech was cool. Yeah, especially that you got to see it modern day using modern graphics and things. Yeah, but... Uh, other than that, man, 
It was uh, quite a letdown for us Predator fans, I I think. Oh, yeah, especially diehard Predator fans. You know, we'll eventually have to do uh, Predator 2. I would like to do that, too. Sure. That would be fun. We'll put that on the list. Yeah, for sure. All right, so, Mike, while we're talking about lists, let's go ahead and continue our running list or running segment of the Real Film Nerds podcast. Mike... How does 2018's The Predator relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, thanks for asking, Matt. Um, Well, there's two really big uh, tie-ins for this one. The first one uh, I'm going to talk about is uh, Olivia Munn was in Iron Man 2 as uh, Chess Roberts. Dude, I totally forgot she was even in that movie. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Shane Black, uh, the director and writer of The Predator, also was a uh, was the director and a writer on Iron Man 3. Nice, nice. So we're uh, double dipping. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Now, don't think that means you get out of the next one, because you still have to do the next one. I know. Uh, it might be tough. Well, uh, maybe. Maybe, I don't know, because uh, our next movie, as everybody knows, uh, or I hope you know, is going to be uh, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, or is it Dale and Tucker versus Evil? Something like that. I think it's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, and that was my first time ever watching that movie, and I enjoyed it. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to talk about that one on Thursday. So oh, make sure finally, I in. found a movie that, that Matt hadn't seen that, that you know... Uh, you liked instead yeah of, no i enjoyed it instead of me sending you to to weird horror movies where you're like do i have to watch this one? Oh, well, i don't hate horror movies i i enjoy horror movies but they need to be good horror movies if they're just garbage or weird or whatever you know it's it's just not my thing i'm not hardcore like you are about the horror i do enjoy it though as you know we'll find out here coming up in october with lots of horror movies. Woo! Yeah, yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. And I have right. to say, one of the horror movies that we're going to be reviewing in October is a brand new horror movie. It's a sequel, and I am actually pretty excited to see it because I've heard some good things. Yeah, uh, are you talking about Halloween? Yes, sir, I am. I, I've heard some really good things about that movie because I think it's come out in a few film festivals already. Oh, cool. So I'm excited to go see that. And I'm going to, the week it comes out or that weekend before, I want to sit down and watch the original and then go and watch, not the same day, but like the same time frame. I'm going to go watch the original and then I'm going to go watch the new one. Because the new one, I, I'm sure you know this, Mike, the new one takes place um, much like this movie, The Predator. It takes place right after the original. So all the other sequels are thrown out. Yes, yes, I did know that that essentially only the first Halloween and then this one. So mm-hmm. Mike Myers has been locked up for 40 years? Yeah, something like that. 40, 45, some, I don't remember the exact number, but yeah. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to that one. So, all right, Mike, is there anything else you want to add about The Predator before we get into our spoiler discussion? Um... No, I don't think so. Like I wanted this movie to be more, and I feel like I feel like I'm on repeat here. 
Um, but it, it just didn't, it didn't have it. It didn't have the magic in, in its story. It was all over the place. Good Lord. Um, the action was cool, but most of it was just kind of random. So I don't know. I'm glad I wasn't uh, PG 13, but, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. The story was just a mess. Some of the stuff that they did didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, uh, certain vehicles that they get kind of appear out of nowhere. They don't really explain where the hell they came from or how they got them or anything. There's just kind of, it's just, it's just very strange. It was, it didn't work. Uh, I like that. It's a lot of a uh, callback to eighties and nineties action flicks with lots of blood guts and gore and action. And I mean, almost nonstop action throughout. That was great, but still, you know, Unless you are a diehard Predator fan, I would say hold off. You know, wait until it's on Netflix. Wait until it's Redbox. Don't waste seven, eight, nine bucks to go see it in the theaters. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I was debating whether I'd recommend. I'm still not sure yet. I, I mean, when we get to the we'll get there. The we'll reels, get there. I'll, I'll. I guess I'll have to have a decision. Yeah. Sorry. That's kind of how we roll. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in headfirst into the deep end. If you do not want the Predator to be spoiled for you, go ahead and turn the podcast off now. All right, Mike, go ahead. Open her up on our spoiler discussion. Oh, man, this this movie just didn't make sense, man. The the editing, the, I, I feel like it got cut up so much that they didn't even know what they had and what they didn't have. And, like... I think I was reading from Netflix a synopsis of the story written by 20th Century Fox, who made the movie, that was wrong. Yeah, wasn't that IMDb, though? Not Netflix. Oh, yeah. Sorry. IMDb. Yeah. Yeah, you're just... Um, you're tired. I understand. Yeah. I got yeah. you. I yeah, heard yeah. you. Yeah. So, so how, I mean, how does that even happen? Uh, and... Matt, you were saying that Olivia Munn's character is supposed to be a teacher? I didn't yes. even know she was a teacher. Uh, I thought she was just some scientist. That's a whole thing that they completely gloss over. She's like, I wrote the president and a uh, thing about if you find something right. in space, I want to be there. At what? six years old. At the age what? of six years old. So they've held on this letter for 20 plus years at least because uh, I think Olivia Munn is around our age. She's around 35, 36 maybe a little older, but, um, so they've been holding onto this letter for over 20 years. Yeah. Oh, she's 30 years, she's 30 38. years. Okay. There you go. So 30 years. And they're like, Oh, you know what we should do? We should go hit up this six year old that wrote us this letter over 30 years ago and see what she thinks. Come on. Now I read, as I said in our last podcast that I was going to do some studying a little bit on this film, especially surrounding the, the controversy. So I read some articles from uh, named trusted sources, not blogs, not bullshit. I am a former, well, I still consider myself a photojournalist. So I choose correctly when it comes to reading sources, oh, even so when no, it comes no, to movies. No, no fake news from you? No, I try not to. I try to read trusted sources. But basically, 
the scene that had the sex offender in it, which I'm not going to name and I don't even remember his name. Uh, Shane Black's friend, he's an actor. He's actually been in a few films that most people here would probably recognize. He was in Iron Man 3. He was in The Nice Guys. Um, they're all smaller roles, but he was in all them. But anyways, the scene that takes place that was cut was Olivia Munn's character. And this was right before the scene where she's out walking her dog. Like, that's how you're introduced to Olivia Munn's characters, that she's at a dog park. Oh, had, yeah. Letting her dog take a drop a deuce or walking it or playing with it or whatever. And they show up and they kind of say, oh, we'll take care of your dog. And they all disappear. And you never hear back of what the hell happened to the dog or the government people or anything. And she but, doesn't even uh, say anything about the dog ever again. Right. Right. And so leading up to that scene, it there was a scene of her either at school or outside of the school or something. And I don't remember the university that she was supposed to be at. I think it might've been uh, John Hopkins or something. I don't remember. It was a big, well-known national Ivy league school and she's coming out of the school or she's in the class or something. And this particular person who they cut out of the movie, the sex offender actually uh, hits on her and says some sexist things to her. (laughs) and that's the scene they actually cut out and so that is what places her as a teacher at a school and all this other stuff instead of just some random chick they picked up that happens to be a geneticist yeah yeah and about all that man so granted it wasn't a pivotal scene but it definitely made if you're paying attention made you go what the hell okay i guess she loves dogs and she knows all about aliens you know? Right. So they bring her in and whatever. And then uh, it was kind of, I, I guess, a throwback or, or I, you know, Gary Busey's uh, son is in it. Uh, Jake Jake Busey. Yes, sir. And Gary Busey was a uh, big character in Predator 2. Uh-huh. So I feel like that was a throwback kind of to it. and he, But in this, he was like a... I guess a research scientist. I don't know. He was just wearing a white lab coat. That's all I right. got. And he uh-huh. works He works in the lab with Olivia Munn. And do you want me to go further? Yeah, yeah, go. Um, Jake Busey is supposed to be his character's, um, Gary Busey's dad's, well, okay. I'm skating this all wrong. Gary Busey's character in Predator 2 is supposed to be Jake Busey's father from this film. Oh, okay. They, I, I believe they even have the same last name and everything, but they, I don't know if they have the last name on the, uh, on the uh, credits or anything. But yeah, so in real life, they're father and son, and in the movies, they're supposed to be father and son. But how Gary Busey fathered a child after being killed in Predator 2, I'm not sure. But he might have fathered him bef- and gotten killed. You know, there, there's all kinds of weird speculation. But yeah, they don't even make a mention of it in the film. You just are supposed to understand that because he is Gary Busey's son. So, yeah, I guess it was fan service, but like, I, I don't know, man. It's like, fan service that fell flat because they don't yeah, explain it. Because if you didn't see Predator 2, you didn't know. This movie has many parts about that just kind of. Like, uh, 
I kind of, I don't know how to feel about this. Like, in the movie, they played a lot of the um, the original score from the first Predator. Uh-huh, yes. For Especially towards the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I liked it or not. Because I feel like the first one was so good, and this one wasn't. So why are you going to do that? I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, but the interesting thing is, is if they wanted to use the same composer from the original Predator in this film, why the hell didn't they just hire him? He's still alive. He's still composing. He's still very well known. I I don't know, man. I thought it was weird. I thought I thought it was kind of weird. What did you, What did you think? the The whole movie, I it was very disappointing. There's a lot of things that don't make a whole lot of sense. Um. Like uh, the end, like they—I don't know if you know this, Mike—they reshot the entire end. Yeah, the the whole third act was reshot, basically, and that's why it really doesn't make sense. Because the first half, you know, the first two thirds, it's okay, it's not uh, incredible, but it's okay, it's standable, it makes sense, it flows, it works okay. Um, like I said, there's little things like where they get a helicopter that appears out of nowhere, and where the hell was the news chopper, and why was a news outlet right next to a secret military base in the woods you know where the hell fuck did they get that helicopter where the fuck did they get an rv that was fully loaded with every single kind of weapon you could ever imagine that just kind of appears yeah yeah you know uh, and, and then it with- just keeps happening like that over and over throughout the entire movie yeah yeah um so we got maybe two scenes of the kid playing with the mask and some stuff and then uh he understands the operating system. He can speak Predator. Right. Yeah, right. He can read what the and hell? write. Yeah, he can read and write in Predator at the drop of a hat. What the hell? Right, I agree with that. Oh, oh, speaking of the kid. Oh, you want another one? Do you yeah. remember when he's trick-or-treating on Halloween? Yeah. And he turns around and that dude throws a piece of trash at him or something. And he turns yeah. around and bl- not only just kills the dude, but blows an entire freaking house up yeah and no one bats an eye that this kid just murdered at least one person maybe more at the age of six is he supposed to be six i think he's supposed to be six or seven years old yeah no i think he's like 10 dude he's older than that okay well i don't know whatever age he is it doesn't matter he killed at least one person if not more in this house yeah yeah and the the police report was Kid running, what did they say? Kid running away, oh, ran in front of a car. That's what the little thing said on the radio. Yeah, something. It just was, uh, no one makes a mention of it. No one. His father doesn't go, hey, do you realize you just killed a bunch of people? His, no character, even Bats and I, they just, all right, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, oh, oh, another thing that was really weird to me, and I don't know why. It was needed or even wanted. Why do they basically shoot this predator dog and make it retarded? And then it comes around and follows them and is like this weird. And it's like their puppy. Yeah. Yeah. What What is the point? They lobotomize the predators, the predator by sh- the predator's dog. By shooting it in the head, and how did he know that if he shot it there, it would have done this? Or how did that work when the other one they shot like nine times and it wouldn't die? 
Yeah, and then why did it continually play like fetch over like with two hundred miles? Yeah, <laughs> with with grenades on top of that, not just fetch, fetch. Yeah, with grenades. and they were used like in key plot point areas. I I don't know, man. Okay. And then, oh, and I got another one for you at the end. Oh no, no, the end is awful. Oh yeah, I'm not talking the very end though. Oh, all but right. um, the end where they ha- they're like on the ship, yeah, and Olivia Mon is like left behind at the scene with the blown up ship and the crash ship, and the uh, ultimate predator. I think that's what they call the eleven foot tall one, the giant one. Yeah, <clears throat> the predator predator. <laughs> but no, uh, not the predator predator. Stop it. <laughs> I like that better, but um, it's they they get on the ship and you know the two guys are on the outside and the force field closes around it and you know that's dumb and the dude dies on that other shit anyway so that's a whole another discussion, but uh, Olivia Munn like that ship crashes and Olivia Munn like magically shows up at the hero moment to save the day and it didn't crash right next to the original one. So yeah, can she yeah. run at 300 miles an hour? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally caught that. And I was just like, well, given the rest of this movie, I was like, sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's kind of what it gets to. By the end, you're just like, sure. <laughs> fuck it. Go with it. Sounds good. Oh, All and right. then, and then oh, one more thing I want to bitch about. Go for it, dude. Go for it. Why would the predators want to genetically enhance themselves? They're already like badass. I don't. That seemed weird to me. Right, they've already taken over the majority of the universe. They are the most badass badasses of badassery. Yeah, what he said, dude. Was that your Siri that just said something? No, no, I I accidentally set it off. Uh, you, uh-huh. you, you can delete it. I don't care. I'm okay. leaving it in. We're rolling. We're rolling. Right. We're rolling. Rolling. Um, yeah. That that was like another thing. Like, I don't know. Okay. Here, you want another plot hole? Yeah. Why does the quote unquote rogue good predator decide to land in Mexico instead of a more populated area? Why doesn't he, when he first climbs out of his spaceship, go, hey, hey, I'm here to give you this gift, instead of immediately starting to kill everyone? Because he, according to the ending, he's there to bring a gift to the to Earth to keep other predators from taking over the planet and so that they can the humans can defend themselves from other predators. So why would the good rogue predator who's bringing this gift immediately land and kill everyone. And now I'm not talking about the scene in the lab and all that shit with Olivia Munn. I'm talking about the scene with the main character's platoon. Oh yeah. Um, man, I, I got nothing, man. The, the, the it's story another just... giant fucking plot hole. Again, that's why it makes it seem like, well, no, I know for a fact they did shoot the end completely. They added the end on way after the movie was finished. Yeah, I... They reshot it, the whole thing. It just doesn't make sense, man. It's bad. It's real bad. So, but I don't know. There, I'll get into that one. That's the last one I kind of wanted to add. It was about the ending. 
Um, that whole ending part is just a mess, except for the badass weapon that they bring. That, that in my opinion, was pretty freaking cool. You know, the badass predator killer outfit thing, but it was very reminiscent of Iron Man. Yeah, oh yeah. And what uh, d- what do you think of the um, the last line in the movie? I hope it comes in a forty-two long or whatever. Like uh, so, so dumb. Do you and and think about it, Mike? Think about how cocky Shane Black is to write that whole thing and to change the whole ending to clearly try and invoke a sequel. That he thinks this movie, this piece of crap that he made, is good enough to warrant a sequel. Well, I don't think the studio will do it. Uh, they, I think it was number one this weekend. But there was nothing else that came out, and it only made twenty five million. Right. I doubt they'll make another one. Which I don't. I don't know if it will um, uh, even get up to what they spent on it. What do they call that in the in the black? Whatever. Yeah. 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 What, yeah. Whatever it is, I always get those two mixed yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you're in the red, you're you're you've spent more than you you uh, made, and when you get the black, you've made more than you spent. Yeah. So I don't think it will. I don't think this movie is even going to break even. I, I think it'll be in the red the whole time. But who knows? We'll see. Only time will tell, right? Yeah. So okay. So Mike, do you know how it originally was supposed to end? Um, no, I don't actually. And why they had to go and do a big shoot? Oh, no, and I'm... also, oh, also, I forgot. They cut Edward James almost completely out of the film, too. Oh, yeah, because I guess it would have been 20 minutes longer. But Yeah, I 20 mean, to maybe, 30 minutes longer, yeah. Maybe it would have been a little bit more of the story because, uh, yeah, it's got nothing. Well, Edward James Olmos's character was a four-star general, and beyond that, I'm not sure what he was doing. I don't know if he was in charge of the secret base or if he was in charge of that whole... Um, Black Ops, you know, program that, uh, um, okay, yeah. Uh, what's his face did? Oh, I'm spacing on his name. Oh. Um, Sterling K. Brown, yeah. who I thought did a really good job in this. This movie might have been shit, but he was a great, great character in this. He did a great job. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, he did a good job. I mean, he's, he's, he's an asshole, but he was, he was a good, oh, good dude, character, yeah. yeah. He was a saving grace kind of in this. I mean, he did, you know, his role and his acting for that role was great. He killed it. Yeah. But anyways, so I think Edward James almost is, was supposed to be like the general in charge of that or the general in charge of the base or something. But he popped up throughout the film and they cut him completely out. And they told him, and he was the one that actually is the one that told the world about it. But he wasn't you know, heard over it. He didn't care. And he was like, I understand if you got to cut it for time. So, but originally yeah. the ending of this movie was not supposed to have the kid and all that shit. And they're opening up the coffin and all this other shit. Cause it looks like a metal space coffin. Yeah. But, uh, when they crack that shit open, you know, I really was hoping it was going to be something really awesome. It was pretty cool. But, uh, what if it would have been like, um, like the Terminator. <laughs> like Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator was in there. I actually thought they were going to have like an alien in there. I was like, how did they get license for that? 
Well, think of, oh, yeah, dude, because of Alien versus Predator. Yeah. That would have made sense. You know, I have a Xenomorph. Is yeah. that what they're called? Yeah, Xenomorph. Yeah, yeah Xenomorph. That would have been cool. Like, oh, and it, like, jumps on someone. Oh, that well, would have been so good. I thought it was going to be an egg. And then, but no, it wasn't. It was Oh, terrible. that would have been so good. But still, I think if it would have been, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator, and then the next movie would have been Predator versus Terminator? Come on, how cool would that be? Yeah, yeah. That that would actually... I, I would go watch that. See? It would be cheesy as shit, but it would be a lot of fun. Well, if it had any more of a story than this, it would be better. <laughs> oh, you're so right. Okay, so speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger... The original ending, it was supposed to end in that foresty area. And it was going to have all the characters, including the kid, because they're all there. Uh, I don't know, you know, all the ones that lived that were in the final scene. You know, Olivia Munn's character, uh, Quinn McKenna's character. I mean, not Quinn McKenna's character. Um, Boyd Holbrook's character, Quinn McKenna, the main guy. And then his son, because they're the ones that lived. And it would have had a helicopter come in and land. And Arnold Schwarzenegger would have gotten off the helicopter as Dutch and said, come with me. I need your help. And that's how it would have ended. Oh. But Arnold Schwarzenegger ended up turning it down. Because he didn't feel that it was a big enough role for him. Huh. But think about it. If that's how it ended, is all of them getting on the helicopter and taking off, that for sure would have sealed the deal for a sequel where we would have had Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dutch back again in a Predator movie. Yeah, yeah. No, that would have, and that would have been cool. But, I mean, I, Arnold's really old now. I don't know if he wants to do that, but he could have He's been the boss. Shit. Or, yeah. He could have been the boss or something, or I don't know. Well, he just wanted a bigger role. And, you know, if they would have made a sequel as him doing that, it would have been a much bigger role. Bigger than what would have been in this movie, for sure. Yeah. But whatever, people, you know, he didn't want to, so we got the fucking horrible ending that we got. So, whatever. This is just, oh, it was just rough. So... All right, Mike. So, uh, anything else you want to add about this uh, most disappointing movie of 2018? <laughs> I don't think it's the most disappointing. I don't know, but but uh, it's up there, dude. It's up there. Well, okay. Well, I was looking forward to this, especially directed by Shane Black. Well, I um, I don't know. I think we should get to the ratings. Okay, so you're not going to add any more. Even no. though it was one of the most disappointing movies of 2018 so far. <laughs> now it's super disappointing, man. Every time I think about more stuff, it gets worse. So I'm trying not to think about it. Dude, you know what's even worse to think about? Is to think about how many movies, uh, just specifically this summer, that were just not very good. They just weren't. It's a bad year for movies, man. Or maybe it's a it's a mediocre year for movies. Think yeah. about it. Jurassic World, the Jurassic World sequel. Oh, it's garbage. It was so bad. And there was so much hype for that. 
so much because the first one was not the best in the world, but I enjoyed it. I liked yeah. the first one. I was entertained. I thought it was smart. I really kind of, you know, liked it. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the original, but I'd put it up there, you know, a close second or third. Definitely better than the Jurassic Park sequels. Yeah. You know? No, no, it was better. But, uh And then its sequel was just really bad. Really bad. Oh, dude. Just a just a really bad, mediocre year for movies, I guess. Maybe just blockbusters. Who knows? Yeah. All right, Mike. So, do you, let's do it. I know. You need to go to bed because you're old. Yes. You need to get up at, like, Dude, I was looking the other day. I think you get up at 2 o'clock in the morning my time. Y- yeah. Yeah, about the time you're going to bed. No, I'm trying to I'm trying to be good and go to bed by midnight. It's rough, but uh, I try to at least lie down by midnight. I might toss and turn for four hours, but... Yeah, man, I do. I usually get up at 2 o'clock in the morning your time. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm asleep for another six hours, seven hours. Right. I know, Six man. Hours. That's why I yeah. usually try not to contact you until like way later because I'm like, I'm oh, not dude, sure you... if he's awake. No, um, didn't I tell you my uh, um, uh, my most recent ex girlfriend would text me at five and six o'clock in the morning when she would get up because she was a morning person, a hardcore morning person, and it would always make wake me up, and it just infuriated me. And so it was either I had to put my phone on completely silent and I always forgot that it was on silent and whatever. So I ended up buying an app that is a automatic timer that it now it's built into the freaking most recent Android operating system. But uh, it's a timer that puts it on silent every night between certain hours. And I don't even have to worry about it. It tur- it turns it to completely silence, even alarms, everything. And then it activates to whatever mode you had it in before at a set time. So I just set it from, I think, midnight to 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. So my, it doesn't my, matter. You can yeah, call me. I won't hear it. You can text me. I won't hear it. Yeah, my so. my uh, my phone has a similar feature of well, the do, do not disturb. So Yeah, and the new Android operating system, Pi, and I think the one before it, has it built into the operating system. But before the uh, the Android operating system before that didn't have that, and that's the one that my old phone had. So, oh okay. So I just bought it. It was like a buck, which well worth it if you ask me. Oh yeah, yeah, dollar. All right, Mike. So you get to go first this week. How many reels do you give Shane Black's The Predator? Okay, we've been ripping it up a lot. But I have to give it two and a half reels because I just love the Predator stuff. Like, just minus the whole story, minus all the characters. I just like seeing the Predator on screen in a modern movie and the new effects and and stuff. That was cool enough for me to give it two and a half reels. I don't think I can recommend you see it in the theater unless you're a really hardcore Predator person. Damn it, Mike. My exact sentiments. I give it two and a half reels as well. Really? Oh man. Yep. Dude, I I liked the I liked some of the humor, some of the jokes. Uh who was it? Um Thomas 
Thomas Jane, the guy that plays the dude with Tourette's? Yeah. I thought he was hilarious. I know a lot of people hated that guy and thought he was dumb, but I thought he was just so hilarious. Even though they kept using the the uh, Tourette's as a crutch, I, just, I thought it was I thought it was good. I liked it. But I, I'm a sick individual. So, you know. No, I, I, I thought those scenes were funny, but, like, this movie had too much funny. Yeah, like, it did. It, it was it was serious sometimes, but then, like, funny at other times. Like, the jo- a lot of the jokes were actually pretty good. It just, it didn't have, like, this flow, like, in this tone. Like, it just didn't have it. Do you know what other one, too, that was missing? Because, you know, Shane Black was clearly trying to do an 80s slash 90s take on this was nudity. There was no nudity in this movie. Oh, yeah. If it would have had nudity, I probably would have given it three reels. Okay. All right. I mean, come on, dude. Olivia Munn is cute. You got to give her that. Uh, Yeah. 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 She's not bad. It would have been nice. I mean, she even gets naked in the movie, but you don't see it. Oh, right. She's getting hosed down. Just give us, you know, even a side boob shot would have been nice. (laughs) But nothing. Nothing. Damn it, Shane Black. So, all right. Well, uh, coming up on Thursday, as we were discussing, we are gearing up for our Harvest Horror Fest. I think I got that right without looking. Yeah, I think you did. And we are talking about a, a movie I had never seen, but I had wanted to see and had heard about. And I rather enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to talking about it. And that is uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, that was a fun one for me. I hadn't heard about it, and one of my coworkers told me about it many years ago, and I, I enjoyed it. So uh, I'm glad that you also enjoyed it. Yeah, it was released in uh, 2010. Yep. And it stars one of my favorite guys ever, who's in so much stuff, but you wouldn't know it, is uh, Alan Tudyk. Oh. I didn't know that was one of your favorite stars. Man. Oh, dude, Alan, Alan Tudyk, man, his range is just huge. He's mostly known for his voice acting. He does a lot of voice acting for stuff you wouldn't even know. But he is just, he's the nerd's nerd kind of thing, you know? He does a lot of nerdy kind of roles and things. Like, he was uh, K2SO in Rogue One. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. Man. If you ever see any of the behind the scenes stuff of him, it's hilarious. Because he actually did the acting for K2SO, you know, in a suit. And he had a stick taped to his back with the face of K2SO like three or four feet above his head. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Nice. <laughs> oh. he, wanted to, he wanted to maintain character. And then uh, one from this year. Um, well, I think what it mainly was, was actually they wanted the actress to look up because K2SO is, I think, like eight or nine feet tall. And so they wanted to make sure the actor's uh, uh, line of sight was there instead of looking directly at Alan Tudyk. Oh, okay. But um, anyways, he is also in a has a cameo in a movie that uh, is near and dear, well, character and kind of movie. He was in uh, Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, huh? Next to Matt Damon. He was one of the hillbillies, which is funny because when I watched uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, I immediately thought of that. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, he's this character from uh, Deadpool 2. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I guess I'll let you go because it sounds like you're falling asleep. You're just giving me one-word answers here, Mike. Yeah, I'm just definitely getting tired. You're getting loopy. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess I'm done with it. I'll let you wrap up the show. Um, you know, just make sure to tune in on Thursday. It'll be fun. Yep. Looking forward to reviewing that one. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.